Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, at least you've decided to listen to KFI. See, you're making progress. KFI AM640 Los Angeles, Orange County. And KOST HD2. It's 5 a.m. What did you miss? It's time for Wake Up Call with Jennifer Jones-Lee. Hello, Friday. You are more adorable than ever this morning. It's KFI AM 640 Live Everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Just trying to make y'all smile because I feel like all I'm going to do is... uh, Bring you some COVID news this morning and some curfews and some health orders. Woo, it's going to be a party on this Friday. Here's what's ahead. Yeah, John, we do need it louder. (laughs) Just relish this moment for a second. Here's what's just ahead on your wake-up call. California Director of Health and Human Services has issued a statewide curfew for counties in the purple tier. That includes, yep, L.A. L.A. County Health Officer Dr. Muntu Davis says if cases of COVID-19 continue to climb, he may call for a stay-at-home order as soon as Sunday. 505 will talk with ABC's Karen Travers. Vice President Pence and top health officials, including Dr. Fauci, had a briefing from the White House Coronavirus Task Force yesterday. We'll find out all the new information there. Joe Biden, in the meantime, was meeting with governors to talk about ways to get the pandemic under control. Both sides from Karen in just a couple of minutes. But let's start with some of these stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. People in the purple are seeing red. That's because beginning tomorrow, the state's issued a curfew for counties in the purple tier, including L.A., which closes non-essential businesses and services, meaning most restaurants and gathering spots. It's all looking at the various tools based on the lessons that we've learned over time and how we apply them. Health and Human Services Director Dr. Mark Galley says the curfew, which will go every day from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., is scheduled to continue through December 21st. Unless cases continue to climb, then he says more severe restrictions may be ordered. Steve Gregory, KFI News. Well, L.A. County Health Officer Dr. Muntu Davis says if cases of COVID-19 continue to climb, He may call for a stay-at-home order as soon as Sunday. COVID-19 has caused more death, even though it has infected fewer people. This should serve as a severe demonstration of how much more dangerous COVID-19 is than the flu. Davis says the county curfew that starts tonight at 10 is designed to slow the spread of the virus in younger populations, especially those who consume alcohol during late-night parties. San Bernardino County supervisors have voted unanimously to sue Governor Newsom to get rural parts of the county to reopen. County Council told the board the lawsuit doesn't have a good chance of succeeding, but... We feel that it's worth it at this point to simply express our residents' frustrations to the governor. Supervisor Janice Rutherford says San Bernardino is the largest county in the nation, and rural areas that don't have a spike in cases ought to be treated differently. Everybody wants to be responsible to protect themselves and their families, but part of that includes being able to operate their businesses 
That is what enables them to feed their families. He says some of those areas are snowed in and can't be expected to eat outside. Corbin Carson, KFI News. Hundreds of volunteers have been packing thousands of Thanksgiving dinner boxes for a drive through at Honda Center. 75 pounds of food per household or per car and are expecting, unfortunately, expecting about 7,000 households to show up on Thanksgiving Day. Oof. Second Harvest Food Bank CEO Howell, uh, Harold Herman says a group called We Give Thanks almost had to cancel the annual dinner event because of COVID. But he says five OC food banks stepped up to organize the drive through and banded together to box up and hand out a half a million pounds of food. Well, people flying through LAX can have their baggage and their COVID status checked. 75 pounds of food per household yes, or per car? Yes, it will be, but not in your luggage. People can get tested at three terminals. Offering results to people in 24 hours. And LA World Airport CEO Justin Urbanchi says that turnaround time will speed up to less than three hours once a modular lab is up and running at the beginning of December. Urbanchi says this built a framework for destinations requiring people to get tested before arriving. For example, he says American Airlines is working on a pilot program. Where they are requesting that passengers can volunteer to take tests prior to their departure to London Heathrow Airport. Urbachi says the testing started on Tuesday. Chris Ancarlo, KFI News. And just a heads up, air quality regulators have issued a no-burn alert for Orange County and most of L.A. County and the IE all day today. People are banned from burning wood or artificial logs, both indoors and outdoors. No-burner alerts are issued when high pollution levels are expected. People are exempt if they live in the high desert or mountains or if they have no other way to stay warm. Karen Travers, happy Friday to you. Hey, happy Friday. So let's start with Vice President Pence and some top health mm-hmm. officials, everybody from the Coronavirus Task Force, uh, including Dr. Fauci yesterday presenting a briefing. What did they yeah. say? Yeah, it was notable to see this gang together again because it's been a while since we've seen a briefing from the Coronavirus Task Force. Remember back in the spring, there were daily occurrences, a chance to ask questions and and hear updates. But it's been about five or six months since they've done that. Uh, But again, we should point out, though, they didn't take any questions yesterday. And that's a big deal because there's a lot of things to ask about right now. Just the fact that we haven't talked to these folks uh, in that capacity in so many months. And, of course, as the cases are rising across the country and the hospitalization are going up. Wednesday was a death toll we haven't seen since May. And there are a lot of questions about the production and distribution of the vaccine. What they did focus on yesterday was really laying out the realities of this worsening pandemic that if people are reading the headlines, they know and they're familiar with. And they repeated basic messages, you know, wear a mask. Hand washing is important. Uh, Asymptomatic spread is spreading the virus. People who don't realize they have it And it's striking that eight months into this, they're still saying some of these basic things. But a lot of that is because the president's messaging has been so different and almost undermining that. Did when Vice President Pence was speaking and it seemed that he was Mm -hmm. clearly heading what went down yesterday. Did he talk about Mm -hmm. the president says this? The president says that that seems a lot of times when he has spoken before, it'll be, you know, in other words, like this is all (laughs) coming from his guidance. Was it still that same messaging? You know, he said that the president uh, directed them to come out and do this briefing. You know, we were not sure if the president was going to make an appearance because he tended to do that, even if he wasn't on the, uh, you know, billing for the briefing back in the spring. He would still come out. He did not yesterday. Uh, But Pence said that they were there at the direction of the president. You know, the the vice president, the point he kept coming back to a couple of times, and this was interesting given something Biden had said in the previous hour. Pence said that the president and the administration do not 
support another national lockdown. He kept using that phrase, another national lockdown. But we have to remind people there never was a national lockdown. This was always state by state. Some states did more strict measures. Some states did not. Uh, so it was curious as to why he kept saying that. It was something that we were hoping to ask the vice president afterwards. Uh, and it comes, of course, as Joe Biden was pushed on that Again, the previous hour, he was asked about a shutdown, and he seemed frustrated by the question. He said he's, he's answered this before. He does not support a national shutdown. He says every region, every area, every community can be different, and governors and local officials need to be deciding what works there. And he probably was facing that question because wasn't it someone who was a health advisor or something like that to him yeah. who had suggested it a week or so ago? Uh, kind of rogue, though. He, he had suggested it yeah. without yeah, Biden, definitely. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a doctor out of Minnesota who's on the task force for Biden said that, you know, do that, do it for four to six weeks and we can get this completely under control. And then he quickly said, well, I don't speak for the Biden transition on this and the Biden transition distanced themselves. Because, again, it wasn't something that Biden has uh, been floating as an idea. And again, categorically ruled that out yesterday. And I think, you know, at this point, it, it would be very difficult to do that uh, just with where we are in the pandemic, how people are feeling about it. Notable then that Pence, the president and Biden sort of all on the same page about that when it means it's up to the governors. And of the governors who were there yesterday, were they all there? Who, mm-hmm. who all was there? So it was virtual. Uh, he met with a group of governors virtually yesterday. It was bipartisan. Uh, you know, we had some Republicans and some Democrats. Governor Cuomo was a part of this. Uh, and this was a chance for him to talk to these the executive leaders of the National Governors Association. One big thing that we heard from uh, Biden during the campaign was that he would push governors to do mask mandates that, you know, he said he couldn't do that if he were president, but you can have governors do that. So that was certainly a part of the message yesterday, putting the lean on. They were also talking about testing. The governors, he said, raised the question about how testing could be dramatically ramped up in the coming weeks and months. This was also something that was addressed at the task force meeting, too. Uh, You know, and you're hearing now people like Dr. Birx and Dr. Fauci say, we have to focus not just on people who have symptoms. Go get a test if you have symptoms, because that asymptomatic spread is still very, very concerning. Absolutely. All right, Karen, thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. All right. Thanks. See you later. ABC's Karen Travers. Yeah, that is. I mean, and here's the thing that I think is so difficult with that asymptomatic. Um, Unless you've come in contact with somebody who had COVID, would you know if you should go get a test? Like, I feel fine today. It's not in the back of my mind or on my to-do list to go get a test on a day when I'm asymptomatic. So I don't know. They keep pushing. Yeah, everybody who's If you're asymptomatic, you need to go get tested. But I think there needs to be clarification on that because the way it comes out is, hey, if you're feeling good today, go get a coronavirus test. No, no. It's if you've come in contact with somebody or if you have been, uh, you didn't do what you should be doing. You didn't do the social distancing. You didn't wear your masks. And you are somebody who socialized a little too much. Okay. And you still feel okay, but maybe you should go get a mask. I mean, a mask, a test, because you're asymptomatic. But it's it's not at the forefront of your mind, if you feel fine, to go see. So that that's a difficult one. 
Georgia's hand recount and audit have kept Joe Biden in first place over President Trump with a lead of fewer than 13,000 votes. ABC's Mark Remillard reports the Biden team says the new results were no surprise. The Biden campaign saying in a statement the recount process, quote, simply reaffirmed what we already knew. Georgia voters selected Joe Biden to be their next president. Today is the deadline for Georgia to cert- Georgia to certify its result. After that, the president can request a recount, but under state law, it would not be done by hand this time. The FBI says a young man from Hollywood crashed his drone into an LAPD helicopter, causing damage to the nose, antenna, and the bottom cowlings. Court papers show Andrew Hernandez used his drone in September to see why the police helicopter was flying near his home. After the drone hit the helicopter, it fell into a neighbor's yard. Hernandez has been charged with the unsafe operation of an unmanned aircraft and could get up to a year in prison. The pilot of the helicopter said if the drone had hit the main rotor, the aircraft could have crashed. Some state lawmakers say California's sanctuary state policies aren't strong enough. Local officials are banned from cooperating with ICE, but it doesn't apply the state to the prison system. Immigrant advocates are pushing to stop deportation for a man from Laos who was taken into ICE custody upon release from state prison. This was last month. Advocates say he helped fight wildfires on a prison crew while serving time for a gang shooting that happened more than 20 years ago when he was 16. The guy says he just wants a second chance. Critics of the Employment Development Department have circled a report from the state auditor that shows at least 38 million pieces of mail with Social Security numbers have been sent out since March. Republican Assemblyman Jim Patterson of Fresno says the people are vulnerable to identity theft. The EDD has ignored the law. They have been used by the fraudsters because the EDD has made it available and easy. Patterson says the governor and the attorney general need to take action to stop the EDD from sending mail with sensitive information. Officials at SoCal Edison say people need to be on the lookout for utility phone scams. The company's senior VP of customer service, Jill Anderson, says there have been more scams since the start of, yes, you guessed it, the pandemic. We've seen an increase where criminals are really looking to take advantage of customers. So it's important for our customers to know that we are not disconnecting customers right now, residential or small business. Edison has released a top 10 list of cities in its service area where phone scams are being reported. It includes Long Beach, San Bernardino, Irvine and Moreno Valley. Dresses worn by Mariah Carey and Beyonce will be auctioned off in Culver City. Julian's Auctions will be taking bids on Beyonce's fringe dress that she wore to former First Lady Michelle Obama's 50th birthday party. At Jiffy Lube, it's our job to keep you moving. With a full range of services from oil changes and tire rotations to filters, wipers, and more, we've got what your car needs, so you're ready for whatever's next. Putting you in the driver's seat of car care, that's a job for Jiffy. Visit JiffyLube.com to find a service center near you. And Carrie's silk dress from her We Belong Together music video, gowns worn by Christina Aguilera, Katy Perry, and Carrie Underwood are also expected to go between two and $4,000. All right, when we come back, we are going to talk with ABC's Tom Rivers. Look at this. Remember Brexit? I feel like we haven't talked Brexit in a very long time. Well, we're at a very crucial stage of the Brexit negotiations. All right, so those are going on. And all of a sudden, one of the top level EU negotiators raises his hand and says, hey, guys, we're going to have to put a pause on this because I got the COVID. So now what? We'll talk about that with Tom in just a minute.
AM 640. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. The KFI Pastathon is back. It's our 10th year raising funds in pasta and sauce for Katerina Cl- Katerina's Club, a Chef Bruno's charity, of course. It's feeding more than 25,000 kids a week right now. And this year, the need is greater than ever, obviously, because of COVID. Well, Katerina's Club is helping even more in the community. They've already served more than a million meals this year. Now, this milestone happened a while back. Normally, it takes an entire year for them to do this. But you can help right now by donating at pastathon.com. Stop into any Smart and Final store in California, Arizona, and Nevada. Donate 10 bucks at checkout. Your donation will provide 14 meals. Or you can drop off pasta and sauce donations at the Anaheim White House right now through December 4th, every day between 8 a.m. and 3 p.m., of course, except Thanksgiving. But you don't even have to leave your card. They've got volunteers there that'll collect all the donations. And you can tune in December 1st through December 4th for some exclusive live streaming events. And I just found out yesterday that, yes, Wake Up Call will have an exclusive live streaming event on December 1st. So mark your calendars. Uh, You're going to be able to see what it's... (laughs) I said mine's going to be the most boring. You're going to see what it's behind the scenes like. Me in the studio for an hour. You're going to get to see how wackadoo I am. You'll get to see me uh, scramble. I'm, I'm embarrassed already. I'm embarrassed before this even begins about how this is going to go down. So follow me on Instagram, JJLKFI. That's where you're going to watch it because I'm going to do Instagram live stream that morning. But um, it's John doesn't even see this because John's in another room. I'm embarrassed that John and Alex are going to see how much lunacy goes on in here. So December 1st, wake up call goes live on Instagram. JJLKFI is where you can uh, yeah get yourself all prepared. Tom Rivers, good morning to you. At least that's one thing that I don't think ABC makes you do is do a live Instagram of yourself for a whole freaking hour in a studio by yourself. Well, that kind of, that sounds kind of scary, Jennifer. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to. I like radio. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm with you. I'm like, there's a reason that I sit in here by myself for a whole hour. Goodness me. All right. Well, anything for a good charity, right? All right, so Tom, what is going on? Honestly, Brexit had kind of fallen to the back burner in my mind with all of the COVID news and everything that was happening. And I went, oh, yeah, that's right. The Brexit negotiations are still going on. But you had somebody raise their hand and say, hey, we need to put a, you know, pump the brakes on this. I've got the COVID. Yeah, exactly. Talk about loony negotiations. Let's put it that way. Um, You think back when maybe where you were in school and you had a term paper and you had three long months to, to work on it, get it in, and you kind of went, ah, that's a long time away, you know? Yeah. And guess what? You got you still got you still got a lot of work to do and it's ticking away. You gotta hand it in in a week. That's kind of what the UK and, and the EU are looking at right now. Big stumbling block right now. There's three issues out there. One basically has to do with fishing rights around the UK. And they also want to make sure that uh, there's compliance on both sides and that the standards are up to European standards for UK goods going to the continent. If they can solve those three parts of the puzzle, they got a deal, but they have to have it done by the 31st of December. That's the deadline. They need about a month uh, for this to be ratified by the 27 countries of the EU. So they got to get some heavy woodshedding going right now to get this thing done. And 
with one of the top negotiators from the European side out with COVID. It's down to underlings trying to do the fine detail work and uh, hammer out some kind of deal so that they can hand the paper up to the top shop and say, okay, guys, we're ready to have you guys sign it. That sounds ominous, especially if I'm one of the underlings who is tasked with doing all this. But also, if you think about the way a chain of command works, if you are not the boss, if you are not the main guy, you are constantly going to go, okay, I'm pretty sure that we can get this through. Would you guys be on board if we could? Then you got to run to the top guy, see if that's okay, go back to the bargaining table. I mean, that's that's a huge uh, another spool of red tape that they're going to have to go through. Oh, you're absolutely right. But we're kind of in this new world now where you can uh, you can say this sounds pretty good. Let me do a let me do a, a Zoom chat and see if I can get uh, get that signed off. So yeah, a lot of stuff is being done uh, in the virtual world now. That's a, it's a whole new part of uh, maybe it's life that we're going to have going forward from this point. But yeah, you're right. A lot of the things don't need face to face anymore. It's just going to be uh, some kind of a communication link and saying. This is a proposal, you know, 17B slash A. What do you guys think? And uh, go from there. All right. So this top official that has COVID-19, is it a serious case or is this very early on? We don't know. We don't know. But, it, I mean, serious enough for them to say Michelle Barnier was meeting with his U.K. counterpart. And Barnier said, look, we're not meeting right now. Our next meeting will be in London. So uh, everybody that was on this current trip is back on a plane back here from Brussels to the U.K. But as I say, they've got the minion of civil servants down below that are uh, doing the heavy-duty lifting at this point, trying to cross T's, dot I's, so that they can say, yep, it looks like the real deal that's handed up to the big boys hasn't happened yet. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on this with you, Tom. Thank you so much. Hey, you want to join me on December 1st? Maybe I can Zoom you in on a, I don't know. You can. That would be cool. (laughs) What time are you doing this, Jennifer? All morning. A whole hour. The entire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're talking commercial breaks, the whole nine yards. I got to see maybe if there's a way that I can bring you guys all in. So at least people can see what you all look like. And then you can help uh, take some of the pressure off me. You see the tough part? You got to get your hair done now. You got to get all, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. That's the part of radio that you know all too well that I appreciate. (laughs) All right, Tom. Thanks a million. Take care. All right. Thanks. See you later. That is ABC's Tom Rivers. (laughs) That's funny that he said that because when Michelle told me that yesterday, I went, are you serious? It means I'm going to have to get up early. That means that I can't just fake it with, uh, you know, some eyelash extensions and a little lip gloss. Oh, boy. Or maybe I should just say, forget it. You guys get the real me. Maybe that's what I'll do. All right. No airs. I'll wear one of my goofy T-shirts that that morning for you that I always do or sweatshirts, whatever. And, uh, yeah, maybe you're just going to get to see the real me. All in the name of Katarina's Club. Chef Bruno, do you see what I'm willing to do for the kids? I am willing to put myself out there, get made fun of, get looked at, get, I don't know, no makeup shamed, whatever. But I'm willing to do it for the kids. Pastathon.com is where you can go. (laughs) Let's all take one for the team.
All right, we come back. We're going to talk with uh, ABC's Jim Ryan. I got to know if this is true or was this just off the cuff or what? Matthew McConaughey, can you imagine saying Governor McConaughey? I mean, it's 2020, so I can imagine saying anything. But uh, is he really considering a run for governor in Texas? We'll find out. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Don't tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to really, really, really want to zig a zig. If you want to be mine. You can zig a zig all day long until 10 o'clock. Because California has a new nighttime curfew. That'll cover all 41 counties, including all of Southern California, starting tomorrow. People are banned from non-essential trips out of the house between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. to help slow the spread of COVID-19. The curfew is said to be in effect for at least one month. News is brought to you by Norm Raves Honda Superstore. Let's say good morning now to ABC's Jim Ryan. Jim, welcome back to Wake Up Call. And is it true, Matthew McConaughey, we may call him governor someday? Uh, maybe. Yeah, there's there's a slight chance, I suppose. By the way, I didn't know California had only 41 counties. I thought there were more than that for some reason. I think that it's only the, only the ones that are in the purple tier have to go into this. Ah, so if that makes sense. That does. Okay, good. Anyway, yeah, um, McConaughey was asked again, and he's been asked this question several times over the years. He's a very popular actor, has won an Academy Award, of course, and has been uh, in the business for over, well, 30 years now. And so people have been saying, why not run for governor? Well, this week he kind of indicated that he might. He didn't flat out refuse. He said that there are no plans to do that right now, which kind of is a a diplomatic and political way of saying, well, I'd think about it. And so obviously Twitter went crazy, people jumping on there to insist that he go ahead and run. He's, uh, again, I mean, he's popular, he's well-liked, and and he's essentially apolitical. He's out there front and center on a lot of different issues, COVID-19. He's done some public service announcements. You see him at the University of Texas football games. He went to UT. And so he's he's kept his profile high, high, fairly high. He also has a book to promote, and maybe that's why he <laughs> wouldn't uh, flat out say, "I'm not going to run." Maybe this is an attempt to try to get a little attention. He's getting it too. Well, of course. I mean, here we're talking about it, but yeah. I think what what is happening and what we are seeing is ever since you had um, actually, I, I'm going to take it all the way back to Ronald Reagan when people said, "Oh, an actor couldn't possibly be president." This happens more often, I think, than we think about because if you think think there have been a lot of senators who have been actors back in the day, that sort of thing. Name recognition and the the uh, likability of an actor makes a big difference if they want to make that switch from acting into politics. Sure. And if they're so inclined to do that, um, people look at them and say, why not? You know, sure. <laughs> maybe uh, somebody from the outside would be a good choice for that. Al Franken is another good example yeah. of that. Got himself into trouble. But um, you know, uh, so I think people are looking at that. He's, he seems very likable. Of course, we don't know the man personally, and and you really can't until you sit down with him maybe and get to know him. But uh, I think from his, his um, image on the screen, uh, from the images he promotes as somebody who cares about his community, Texas specifically, then people sort of like what they see there. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing, too, is that when an actor decides, hey, I'm going to get into politics, they have to remember it's one thing to have TMZ following you around. <laughs> it's a whole other ball game when you have the, the paparazzi. The, right, the, that is known as the political press pool. Like, oh, my gosh, that's a whole other ball game. Right. you, you got to be ready to answer questions, and they better be decent answers. So, uh, sure, uh, you know, I think he may be at least looking at the possibility. He said that it, initially what, what brought this all up it was a radio interview in which he said, 
you know, he would leave that up to the people. It's more up to the people than it is to him. And suddenly the social media went crazy saying that maybe he would consider a run. Well, we'll see. The next uh, governor's race here in Texas is in 2022 when incumbent Greg Abbott faces a re-election chain. All right. Thanks so much, Jim. Thank I appreciate you. it. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. See you later. That is ABC's Jim Ryan. I was just trying to think of any other uh, actor, politicians, not just ones that ran because you've got a lot, but uh, actor Fred Thompson, he was a senator. Uh, remember him from Law & Order? And then he went on to be a senator. He passed away pretty recently. Uh, let's see. Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course. Um, who else? Will Rogers. Um, uh, just trying to think of ones in California. Uh, Ronald Reagan, like I said. Uh, who else? Um, I just remember my two favorites as a kid were always uh, Gopher from uh Fred. What was his name? Uh, from Love Boat. Gopher ran for office, and I believe he got it. And so did Cooter from the Dukes of Hazard. Those two, I remember as a kid going, wow, isn't that Cooter? Cooter makes laws now? Before he just used to be a mechanic. I can do anything. This is America. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, right now, I hope you're hungry. It's time for Biz Bites. Bites of business. Biz Bites. On Wake Up Call with Jennifer Jones-Lee. All right. We've got a number of things to look at. The Dell Futures yesterday fell 200 points about new virus restrictions. Remember how yesterday I talked about it, how I said I'm starting to read the tea leaves now a little bit better when it comes to the markets. You get vaccine news, markets go, they go up. You start to hear about new restrictions, markets go down. And uh, yesterday, so that's where we saw the markets falling 200. This morning, Dow futures are down 50. So this is going to keep another eye on it. Also, though, um, here's one that uh, may, I guess, upset my apple cart when it comes to the way that I've been looking at the markets lately. you got Pfizer, who is going to seek emergency use authorization for its COVID-19 vaccine today. Now, you would think that that would send the market going straight up. If we are on that much of a finish line to getting an actual vaccine into the market, and from what I understand, this means that we could start seeing distribution at least to, I assume it's going to be first responders and those who are most at risk but possibly within the next month, sometime in December, you would think that the uh, markets would shoot up on that, but maybe they're just being tentative right now. So uh, maybe once that emergency use authorization is given, that's when we're, we'll see a switch. But as of right now, Pfizer is expected to seek it and the market's uh, futures are down 45. Well, movie lovers, 
You have a chance to make some extra coin for this Christmas season. Reviews.org is filling for the temporary position of Chief Holiday Cheermeister. The Cheermeister will get to watch 25 Christmas movies of their choice in 25 days. The movie lover that lands the job will need to write a short review of each movie they watch. The Chief Holiday Cheermeister will earn $2,500 and get gift cards to cover a one-year subscription to many major streaming services including Netflix, Hulu, and Disney+. Rob Newton, KFI News. News is brought to you, Biz Bites is brought to you by your SoCal Gas Company. Uh, John Ramirez, I feel like a Christmas movie cheesemeister job is perfect for you. 100%. I, I'm already on here uh, looking it up. So I thank Rob Newton for his contribution to possibly my future gig. All right. That's fair enough. If you came to me and said, Jen, I'm sorry, I got a bail from Wake Up Call because I am the new Christmas season cheesemeister. Cheermeister. 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 <laughs> Cheermeister, cheesemeister. I'm already looking at it right now. It says cheermeister. Okay, if that was you, I'd be totally fine with that. Perfect. Like, okay, all right, that's good. <laughs> uh, pot sales are hot in San Francisco. Cannabis is the only product showing an increase in sales tax revenue for the city since the pandemic started. So, does this mean everybody in San Francisco is like, dude, we are going to stay at home and we are going to enjoy this relaxation? It's projected San Francisco's cannabis tax will make $5 million for the city this year. That's about $700,000 more than was expected. Well, most U.S. companies apparently are pretty optimistic about doing business in China after Joe Biden's win, according to this new survey. So 124 company leaders were looked at, and just over half of them said they are more optimistic 8.1% said they are much more optimistic about doing business with China following President-elect Biden's win. And this is according to a survey that was released by the American Chamber of Commerce in Shanghai. The Biden administration would keep a positive to the stability of the environment and the stability of the relationship, according to the president of this group. However, uncertainty remains at 13.7%, I guess, because respondents say Increased investment in China with the majority sitting tight or undecided on their local development plans makes them just a little bit uneasy to weigh in on that. And you can see that. I I think it's way too early Um, unless you are a business that was somehow directly impacted by President Trump's relationship with China or lack thereof, some might say, unless you were exactly that person, it might be too soon to tell what a new administration is going to do. Because did you know that President Trump was going to put the restrictions on China that he did? Probably not. So, mm, might be a little bit too soon to tell. Those are your Biz Bites for this Friday morning, brought to you by SoCal Gas. SoCal Gas is offering their biggest rebates ever on qualifying natural gas, energy-efficient equipment for business. You can get an additional 50% rebate on commercial fryers, ovens, process, and steam boilers until December 31st. SoCal Gas, because together we are stronger. Let's get back to a few more stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Well, speaking of the marijuana business, two marijuana businesses in downtown L.A. have taken a plea deal in a criminal case over a fire that hurt a dozen firefighters. Remember, this was back in May. Smoke Tokes and Green Buddha will each relinquish their lease and pay $139,000 in investigative costs. They'll also serve three years probation. The building's owner is still facing criminal charges that could land him in prison for up to 68 years. Well, convicted identity thief from Alhambra has been arrested for the same crime while he was out on probation. 
I mean, did he did he think he was good at it? Because if you're out on probation, you got caught once, you're just going to double down? Officials say the 29-year-old was caught in Glendale in possession of an unregistered gun and dozens of credit cards and driver licenses in various names. He was caught after being pulled over for driving a car with expired tags. Officers say they also found meth and a large amount of cash in the guy's car. Well, that might explain it. Tyson Foods has suspended a group of employees in Iowa in response to a wrongful death lawsuit that says managers were taking bets on how many workers would get COVID-19. You say that again. Managers were taking bets on how many workers would get COVID-19. The lawsuit claims a manager organized a cash buy-in, winner-take-all betting pool for supervisors. The company has hired former U.S. Attorney Eric Holder to conduct an investigation. What if you were behind? What if what if you bet that there were 100 people at the company that were going to get it and so far only 97 had? And there was a guy like Price's Right Rules who had, you know, guessed 98. What do you do? Do you go encourage two people who have the Rona to get together so that you can bump up your numbers? That, mm, that feels very wrong. An underhanded voter fraud does exist, at least down under. New Zealand's bird of the year is the loud, nocturnal, flightless, and world's heaviest parrot, the kakapo. Bird of the year began in 2005 to raise awareness for endangered birds, but this year had some 2020 flavor when 1,500 votes came in for the kiwi puku puku. The problem is the votes all came from the same email address, so they were tossed. The kiwi puku puku's campaign manager, yes, there is one, says voter fraud is not the kiwi way, and they accept the votes being thrown out. Another bird the hee-hee received the official endorsement of a local sex shop. You can Google why. Michael Crozier, KFI News. Oh, Crozier, you never disappoint me. The hee-hee and the kika-poop-goo. Poo. All right, we come back. We are going to talk a little entertainment with Jason Nathanson. We'll talk about uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Also, we've got some new streaming shows to talk about and uh, one that, uh, a movie about a flight attendant that is not getting off the ground. Put it that way. Just in time for the holidays, we're talking a little Lego Star Wars, little curfew news this morning. Nothing says the holidays like curfew. Gives you the time to watch the movies. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee, and our top story, L.A. County's overnight curfew starts tonight at 10 for non-essential businesses and services. The county health director says he hopes people follow the new health order. He says despite some comparisons and myths with the flu, it is not as deadly as COVID-19. He says the county curfew runs 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. and is intended to slow the spread of the virus. Jason Nathanson, good morning to you. Well, this is going to give people the opportunity to see Lego Star Wars Holiday Special on Disney+. Plus. Absolutely, which is that that's the only reason to watch it is because you need to, <laughs> you need you're to in stay curfew. home. Because exactly. you're in curfew, you need to stay home. Uh, no, Lego Star, Wars, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special is based off that 1978 Star Wars Holiday Special that ran on TV and has been just clowned ever since. It only ran once, and it's very hard to find on the Internet, if you can at all. Uh, they've, they've scrubbed it for the most part. But uh, this is based off that, and it's got the snarkiness and the irreverence 
uh, that we've come to expect from these Lego movies now just in the Star Wars world. So, you know, they're making fun of Darth Vader. Uh, Baby Yoda's in there. Chewbacca. You got all the characters. Um, and if you're a Star Wars fan, if you're a Lego movie fan, this is definitely for you. And that's on Disney+. Plus. Okay. I got to admit, this is one. I'm like a little kid. I love shows like this. So especially with the snark factor in it, I'm in. This is one I'll definitely catch. What about yeah. Small Axe now from Steve McQueen? Yeah, this is a very ambitious five-part, uh, well, not, I don't know if it's five-part, it's five movies that he made uh, wow. that are all based on the same kind of theme, which is the black British experience, specifically the West Indian black British experience and the racism experienced in that community and by various members of that community over the years. Steve McQueen, of course, is the guy who directed 12 Years a Slave, to an Oscar several years ago um, and has been making these kinds of movies. And, and this is uh, something that is very personal to him, uh, being a black West Indian uh, person from the UK. And the first one that's out today, this is, these are all on Amazon Prime and you'll get a new one each week. But this first one is called Mangrove and it centers on the trial in the 1970s. And these are all based on true stories. The trial in the 1970s of uh, some protesters who were arrested, who were wrongfully arrested and had to fight it and it stars Letitia Wright who you might know from Black Panther right. and there's going to be another one coming out uh, about a British cop the one of the one of the early uh, British police officers of color and the discrimination he faced that stars John Boyega from Star Wars so some really big name actors in here doing some very interesting stuff okay what about this movie uh, a flight attendant movie that is not getting off the ground as I saw you wrote well done by the way uh, well, thank you. Um, this is uh, this is a uh, actually a series um, on HBO Max, and it stars Kaylee Cuoco, who you might know from The Big Bang Theory. Sure. Um, and this is a very a much more adult type series. Uh, uh, i.e. she has a lot of sex um, and it's, wow. it's it's very dark. It's very funny. It's uh, based on if you've seen I don't know if you've seen Search Party on TBS. No. Uh, it's it's kind of in there's a, there's a very similar vibe going on here. Although this is much less millennial, um, but basically she she plays a flight attendant who goes to I think they they're in Thailand, and um, she has a fling with one of the guys from first class and wakes up in the morning and he's dead in her bed, and then she yeah. has to kind of figure out what to do from there. Um, she's also uh, pretty boozy in this as well. So a, a great performance from her and Kayla Coco. I think she took um this was something that she produced i i don't know if, if she she might have even created it as well but she's been very uh, heavily involved in the making of it and this is you know her, her her first big post big bang project all right well thanks jason at least we've got a curfew but little something to look forward to this weekend i guess yeah sure we'll take Why it not? all right <laughs> see you later have a take great care. one bye. bye this is kofi and kosdhd2 los angeles we lead local. Live from the KFI 24-hour newsroom, I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. This has been your wake-up call. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.